welcome to the Starside Lounge. I hope you enjoyed our pleasant intro music. That was made by our very own Master Biggie. My name is Duncan, and I am joined in the recording studio here in the, the Starside Lounge with with my friend Bjorn. You're nice. <laughs> How's it going, Bjorn? It's going really well. That's good. Um, I'm also joined here by Master Biggie himself, Colin. Hey. 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 How are you? I'm doing great. I just listened to some really cool intro music that you made. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> and of course... What is this podcast rated? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Starside Lounge. Call our special 900 number and... Um, I don't know where that was going. And if you couldn't tell already, I'm also joined by Grim Brother One. I was going to make the Metal Gear exclamation point sound, but I don't know if I would have come over so well. <laughs> anyway, it's been about three weeks since our last podcast, I believe. Roughly, depending on when we actually publish this one <laughs> and get it out there. Uh, but there's been a lot going on since then. Um, I guess shortly after... We posted episode one, official episode one. Uh, we put out our Chris Butcher interview that we recorded, recorded at E3. That was uh, that was a lot of fun recording that. Uh, Chris was uh, a great guy. Sat down with us for I don't know how long was it. Uh, it was a good at least thirty minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was a while. I was I was surprised he had that much time. To, I don't think he did have that much time. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. We probably screwed up somebody else's. We just didn't uh, start. We just didn't stop talking. <laughs> screwed up somebody else's appointment, but um, that was that was really great. Uh, unfortunately, we had some microphone issues, uh, so we sort of had to get creative with the editing of that interview. I know Colin spent a lot of time trying to uh, make it into a coherent conversation. Or at least a Q and A session, um, but I think it turned out pretty well. I think, uh, I think yeah. everybody appreciated that. We we certainly didn't get to everybody's questions that were posted on the forum, but we we tried asking as many of them as we could. Uh, we also there were a lot more questions that were asked that we just got. We're not talking about that right now, so we got yeah. most of those because. They're not talking about that right now. <laughs> yeah, that makes for a pretty boring uh, interview video when when half your questions uh, get the same answer. Which I mean, it obviously isn't Chris's fault. We it, it no, it's Chris's fault. <laughs> it, it's more in nature of the fact that we really did ask every every question that we could uh, while we had his ear. Um, but I thought that video was was pretty great. It was also neat uh, seeing. A couple uh, interviews with Chris from some like New Zealand uh, news outlets. Uh, we posted those to the front page. I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, those, uh, I guess, I guess one was like a news channel from New Zealand. Just sort of being really interested in the fact that that's where he's from. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thought that was cool. But anyway, so since then, uh, there's been this tiny little celebration um that we like to call bungee day bungee day happened bungee week it was more of a bungee week that's that's true uh 
It was uh, it was a lot of stuff. I don't know. What, what did you guys think of, of Bungie Day, Bungie Week overall? Uh, uh, Colin? Oh, I knew you'd do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw it <laughs> to you first. Put you on the spot. Uh, so what happened? Um, a lot happened. I have to. I'm gonna have to think for a second. <laughs> okay. Well, we started out with. I, I guess this is probably a better way to structure things. We started out day one of Bungie Week. Uh, was it with Legacy Redefine or something? They they finally uh, threw a bone to the old mythic members of the forums and, and just right. gave everybody a uh, an indicator of their tenure on on Bungie dot net and the little loot icon with the number of years you've been or your account has been active. Um, yeah, thought, that's always fun to see. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was neat. I, it's a, a pretty small thing, but certainly appreciated. Um, then well, it's, it's cool to see like the longevity in the community too. Oh you yeah, know, and, see, and then you know that way too. If you see like a number one pop up, you're, you know, you're like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually amazed, you know, how much of the community is new, um, based on the fact that they've been doing nothing for the last couple of years. Like, Benji.net has basically stagnated, but there are a bunch of new accounts um, active in the forums and, and that sort of thing. And maybe it's, you know, people who are playing PlayStation and are getting interested in Destiny, but... Like, uh, anyone who has a number two on their name is super dedicated. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, like, the sweet spot of, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so like a three cool. or a four, you're like, oh, okay, some some, some reach stragglers. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. like, a one, like, oh, you liked E3, didn't you? Yeah. You know? But a two, that's, so, that's just hardcore. hardcore faith. You showed up during the dark times. <laughs> right? Yep. Like, who brought you to church? <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty cool. It was also neat yeah. seeing like the the oldest oldest accounts yes. out there. I think was it Akronos was yeah Akronos and was some guy oldest. named he doesn't Lewis count Wu. Lewis Wu. Lewis Wu. Bjorn's older than that. What one. like eleven years? No, I yeah. haven't even looked at yours. Yeah, I, I, Claude and I signed up within like I don't know twenty minutes of each other back in two thousand one, <laughs> and so. Where our accounts are right next to each other, or they used to be. Uh, yeah, they, they, they we shift the database around, but I didn't even use the internet in two thousand one. <laughs> two thousand one, man, I remember that's when like you had an Angel Fire or GeoCities website. <laughs> you had a Globe. I don't know what America Hot Online yes. account. Thumbnail video, dude. If I start this now, it'll be ready by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 11 years. Actually, that's pretty amazing. Uh, they've, it, you know, and that was back in 2001, they wiped the, the user database and everything when Halo came out. And they just started over from scratch. They said, all right, anyone who's had an old account, you know, you got to delete it and you got to start a new one. And that's basically what all these accounts are now. <laughs> so. That's crazy. 11 years of time. Mm-hmm. That's cool, though. And then um, I, I like, they had the different colors and everything that, that, blue for the seven year accounts is really slick but you'll only get it if you're seven years yeah i think the green is the best actually the green yeah green? that's six like, years that, yeah. i'm curious what the old thing is six years we, are the best that's the best group right there six I'd, years. I'd have to agree <laughs> although mine should be older than six but i had to like 
delete my account or change it or something. I can't remember what Classics. happened. I can't remember what happened to that old thing. But yes, now mine says six, so I'll have to agree with Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the three of us make the, the three of us make pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But uh, let's see, a, a couple other places around Bungie.net got a little extra love. I, I think they added some new avatars that you could select. Yeah, yeah. Um, I changed my avatar and little. Uh, what is it? The the little background piece. I'm sure. I think it has a real name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, theme. They call them themes. Theme. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yes. But it's just the artwork. Yes. Oh, it's mine's the Exo slumped against the wall, which was like the postcard that really was like, oh yes. Oh yeah. Back yeah, back from sweet. the wild. That yeah. was uh, that was that was one of the ones that got into um, the into the pixel sort of collection yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That fr- that giant framed one at E3. It was pretty cool. Um, what else did Bungie.net get? I guess there were some wall and some new wallpapers. That went up of the different classes. That was kind of cool. Um, what else? We got the official Destiny reveal video that was um, uploaded to the Bung- official Bungie YouTube account. So it was finally a, a direct feed version of... It was the same demo from E3. Um, so not a ton of new like gameplay per se, but now everybody could finally... Look at a prettier version of it. Yeah, that was yeah. That was, that was the first time I'd seen it in like 1080p, real uh, high quality. It, it, the big difference for me on that one was the um, the audio. You know, they they yeah. really did a nice job. And somebody pointed out in the forums that um, you know when they're outside and talking, the characters, you know, it's sort of normal voice. But when they get indoors inside that confined space, it starts echoing around. And I, I didn't get that at all when I was watching the A3 videos. Yeah, uh, that's. That's pretty neat. Um, I, I like definitely sort of had the same realization uh, during E3 because the first couple times I saw that demo, it was always like the first time was at the the giant PlayStation um, press conference. Yeah, and then later it was on in the Bungie Theater, like on a projector screen. But it wasn't until we got we got to do a private demo, um, sort of behind closed doors, and see the demo on. Uh, just a, I don't, I don't know what kind of TV it was, but it was, it was an HD TV, and the picture quality was just so much better. Um, it really made the graphics shine. So it's nice that everyone else could finally <laughs> watch watch the demo in that quality. Um, yeah. Even if it, again, if even if it was sort of something that they had already seen before the same sights and sounds hearing hearing the audio with some of the demos and stuff that we saw at e3 uh, like literally made me start looking around and like shopping for a, a sound system for <laughs> for my game stuff like it was like i mean because i have a good set of headphones but there was just like something different about feeling that rumble like all the low-end stuff when a ship would fly over or something i mean it was just it's just you feel it in your chest. Yeah, so, so what was the deal with that? I mean, I guess I'm the only one here who wasn't at E3. Um, but was, what was the deal with like somebody's talking about if you're in the fourth row of the Bungie, uh, the Destiny demo, like you were sitting right on top of the subwoofer, or, like yeah, I think it was Jay that said something. Uh, yeah, he, about he didn't. That. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said there's a spot where you can sit and you'll 
be directly above or sitting next to the subwoofer, and it, yeah. it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's it's it was ridiculous. Uh, they're good. Bungie's going to make me buy another sound system and a nicer TV. Because that's I know that hey that's what happened with uh, Halo Three. I worked all summer during college and blew all my money on a nice TV and a surround sound system just for Halo Three. Nice. So, so I had never really experienced any Bungie game on a proper surround sound just because I'd never had the space or the privacy without annoying other people. <laughs> but I've recently acquired some pretty good speakers and set it up and. The, that game, their, their games are made for 5.1. Like, oh, yeah. the stereo sound does a real disservice to like all the work that gets put in. So it, it's been a kind of a shock for me, <laughs> just how much better, like how much better it is. Yeah, there are a lot of games where you can listen to it in stereo in 5.1. You're like, eh, you know, I'm, either way, it's fine. But Bungie's games really shine in 5.1. I think. Oh yeah, the sound design in those games has always been really crazy. It was nice talking to uh, Jay Wanland at E3, um, just because I've known that he, you know, he's been at Bungie for a while, and he was really excited about you know the sound. <laughs> um, yeah, it what, sounded really good. Yeah. All right. Well, we also so we got that direct feed version of the video. And then a couple of days later, we got the same video, but with a new commentary track from um, three Bungie artists. I guess they were all artists, right? Uh, Ryan Ellis, Mark Peterson, and Michael Zack. Yeah, like and, technical artists and technical directors, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I'll be kind of honest. I thought this was a little... I thought it was a little disappointing because a lot of what they were saying was just sort of narrating what was happening on the screen. <laughs> it was a little Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. But, uh, it was still fun, though. <laughs> yeah, it was It was interesting. There were definitely a, a couple little tidbits uh, that they threw in. Um, I mean, like, where's Tashi? <laughs> 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 but, um... <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, they should have talked about bump mapping and tessellation. That's really disappointing. <laughs> Damn artists! <laughs> they did talk about the bird simulator, though. Yeah. That that was kind of funny. It was almost yeah. like a, a dig at Call of Duty <laughs> and their their fish simulation technology. <laughs> I'll, but, I'll be uh, pretty. I'll be pretty mad if I'm, I don't get high quality the, the bird animations in the final game and swim away when you come toward them. <laughs> Sweet. So they did that in Turok on the N sixty four. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just have to hope that the the birds make it into the final game. I know with the reach, oh. the ambient ambient life, <laughs> animal life was uh, one of the first things on the chopping block. Yep, um, the butcher shop. R.I.P. Space Squirrel. We'll never forget you. Oh no! <laughs> um, so, it was interesting though to hear some hear from a couple guys who we hadn't heard from before. You know, is another just a little bit of fresh perspective. And I think there were a couple little tidbits that even coming from somebody's different perspective um, that wasn't, you know, the, the normal E3 um, script, right? Yeah, and it, and it's definitely better than nothing. I mean, even if it felt yeah, like yeah. a little... It felt a little bit like filler, but, you know, they could have just completely skipped, you know, that commentary track. 
Um, yeah. So it was kind of nice. Let's see. What what else did Bungie Week bring us? We got the um, some new swag in the Bungie store. They restocked the shirts that they were selling, um, started selling back at E3. So these were all the, I want to say it was eight shirts. Yeah. The, all, there were, there's a shirt for each class, the Vanguard shirt. The, the FOTC um, shirt. Yeah, FOTC, which we now know as Forces of the Forces City. Of the... Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Eagle-eyed fans watching the, the trailers and pausing. They saw that it was, it was like on the wing of a plane, right? Yeah. Like one of the, one of the ships as it flew by. Yeah, the yeah. The, the uh, Destiny Falcon. Yeah, the Destiny Falcon. The drop the drop <laughs> ship on its approach to the tower um, said forces with of the, the city. With the jet engines that blew my hair around. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it, so they restocked those shirts, and they also added three Destiny banners to the yeah. store. So, so they had um, these banners hanging inside the Destiny Theater uh, at E3. Wait, do you think they're that big? I I, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're the, the <laughs> same size. Those banners in the theater were pretty big. I could use that as my just, blanket. I was just <laughs> gonna say, I could. I could make that an area rug. <laughs> yeah, those things were huge. I, I looked at wallpaper. I looked at the dimensions on the bungee store, and I, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but they were not, not nearly that big. But thirty-six by fourteen point five. Yeah, that's that's a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they look they look pretty cool. Yeah, I went ahead and bought the Hunter one. Oh, you got it? Nice. Yeah. I don't know where I would hang them up at my place. Yeah, yeah the quality of the art on them was awesome. <laughs> um, but that was cool. And then I guess the, the last bit of new Bungie Store swag was um, the lithograph of... How, what was it called? It's it's like the... A, it's on Mars. I don't know. Buried oh, City. City. Buried City. City. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Um... And this was, was this was a limited edition item. There's only was it 150 of them, yep. and the proceeds yeah. go directly to charity to, to Child's Play. So that's Child. that's kind of cool. It's sort of sort of the same thing they did um, before with with the the last lithograph. So I wonder mm-hmm. if we'll see another one in the future with some other piece of concept art. Um, that'd be kind of that's cool. I don't know. I'd. <laughs> Every time they add something to the bungee store, my wallet starts crying in the corner because yeah, I, I have enough bungee shirts now for every day of the week and then some. Uh, but pretty cool stuff. Uh, let's see what what else did Bungie Week bring us? We we the found, community challenges. The, yeah, those were those were kind of cool. We we got not one, not two, but seven different community challenges. Who'd have thought? On Bungie Day of all days. <laughs> so weird. Go figure. <laughs> um, and these were kind of cool. Uh, most of them, yeah. let's see, what I guess about five of them were sort of image-based, and two of them were, were written. So we had, was it, design your own hero to play Destiny, design a logo for Bungie Day 2013. Yeah. Um, which was, I was, I was surprised that they didn't, have that challenge like earlier in Bungie Week, so that yeah. they could then use the logo. But that's still cool. Yeah, um, I, I was amazed at the uh, the quality. Oh, well, you can keep going. Sorry, but the the quality of everything that everybody submitted, and you had one day to submit. I thought that was just amazing. Yeah, short short notice. 
I mean, I, I imagine a, a couple people submitted something that they'd made before, but but for stuff like design a logo for Bungie Day 2013, I highly doubt people already have one of those waiting. What's funny, too, is it all at once levels the playing field and yet really separates the professionals in a way. <laughs> it's like, it, you know, it gives everybody kind of a, a chance because, you you know, you all have that same time frame and it's super, super fast. But at the same time, it's like, man, it's like those really, the really talented guys can just be like, oh, okay, foomp, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, I wonder, I wonder how many people, in whatever submission it was, because some submissions obviously would have been easier to do this with, with others. But I wonder how many people had something like, oh, thank God, I have something on hand that'll work just fine for that. <laughs> you know, it's a sort of art piece or something like that 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 they've that they've done. I wonder how many people submitted a DBO logo for their <laughs> <laughs> a repurposed DBO bungee logo. day just <laughs> kidding <laughs> they better be saving those for bungee.org day yeah whenever that is We're, it's going to be 8 days like uh, Hanukkah but for bungee February 29th yeah <laughs> every year every every year <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Three out of the four years. We yeah. always have to skip one year when it <laughs> February actually happens. February 29th, annually. <laughs> Let's see what Take else was that. there. Conjure up the unlikeliest of Bungie spoke per- spokespersons. That, that was a some... confusing one. Oh, yeah, that was that was definitely some amusing uh, <laughs> photoshopping there. Uh, let see what else. Add a Destiny fire team to a historic battle. I want to there say they. A... I want to say they loosen the requirements on that from historic battle to... <laughs> To sort of old photograph you found. <laughs> yeah. There's a really good one of uh, the Normandy landing. Uh, oh, that was really funny. Yeah, where <laughs> they had like the first person view of everyone getting out of the the uh, amphibious tank things. <laughs> and uh, all of the people storming the beach were uh, like hunters and warlocks. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but there are also the, uh, the, it was the scene from Hoth, too. Um, I didn't see distance. that one. It's the same image. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to look at it again. <laughs> it has a bunch of stuff, like speeders and the ATAT walkers. And <laughs> and then I guess... Yeah, so apparently I missed half of that picture somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've just always pictured them there, you know. You're, yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to that. I liked the one of a Washington crossing the Delaware, but it was the... The early concept art guy with the tiger in the boat. Yes. I thought that was really clever. Tiger Man. <laughs> but uh, uh, I guess the the last image based one was um, submit an image that says space magic to you. So I don't know. At, I don't know at what point space magic really became a meme, but it's it's everywhere on in Bungie now. Space magic. Yeah. We had a pretty good one on on our forums. It was like a Space Jam one, <laughs> with like the when everyone puts their hands oh, on yeah. the ball. <laughs> was it uh, Patrick that did that? I think so. <laughs> it was pretty good. I thought oh, that was good. So I don't I, I don't think they've announced the winners of that yet, right? They they, they said they were going to, but uh, they haven't posted anything. They're probably waiting for the mail sack tomorrow or something. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Um, but but they did show off the uh, the finalists, and the pri- prize is pretty cool. It's signed Destiny poster. Um, yeah, that's pretty neat. I mean, 
seven of those uh, going out. That's kind of neat. The, the written ones were uh, War and Remembrance. It was write a short story, less than 100 words, about your favorite moment playing a bungee game with your friends. <laughs> and what was the other? There was another written. Go to ageofgratitude.com. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, <laughs> you know, if you have, you have all those talented artists that have some piece of art, you know, already cooked up and ready to go well then for that one i i actually already had something typed up i could have copied and pasted <laughs> but i was out of town on sunday i didn't i didn't get a chance to post it but of course then, uh, 100 words or less would be like a haiku <laughs> and, uh, yeah for, for trying to describe something like that oh really and then uh, tell us where you want to play destiny that was the last one that's rather open-ended yeah that's a pretty loaded question the there. present <laughs> Uh, why do you want to play Destiny, Bjorn? Um, I, well, there wasn't a limit on 100 words for this one, I guess. But uh, so many reasons. So many reasons. It's a bungee game. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the only answer you really need, right? How many words was that? It's a bungee game. <laughs> I'll have to adjust it. Make it, it sounded seven. like a jingle. It's a bungee game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do I sense that we should write a song? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a lot of musical talent on the DBO admin team. Well, Claude doesn't think so. <laughs> well, does Claude have any musical just talent? Claude is the one who doesn't have it. <laughs> we'll give him. We'll give him a tambourine. <laughs> how, how bad can hey, I screw that rhythm. up? Hey, when we were in the subway or the Seven Eleven, he was at the ATM singing some Michael McDonald's, and I was I was pretty impressed. That's, That's true. true. Forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, but then we, tr- you know, remember him trying to jump on the light floors and time it well. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of music, um, the oh, I, I guess segue. yeah, I, yeah. I was maybe <laughs> speaking of music. What I'm getting lost in thought here. Um, I guess one of the last things, not last things, but last things we haven't discussed yet coming from Bungie Week was uh, some space music. Some of, yeah, space music. Some of Marty's uh, work finally. Is that your impression of Marty writing music? <laughs> yeah. I think pretty yeah. Good. Marty sitting at a keyboard. <laughs> space music! What are you doing, Marty? <laughs> okay, alright, just making sure. Somehow I don't picture Marty doing that. I don't know. You know, but it's so much more fun if you do. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but yeah, they uh uh we we got Awakening. It was about yeah, an was eight beautiful. eight minute MP three and this is this is the music that was playing at the uh the Activision Rotunda or Ronut. Ronut. As we call it in the biz. <laughs> um <laughs> It's a highly technical whatever, term. All whatever right. biz we're in, I don't, I'm not sure, but that's what, we, that's what we call it. The donut biz. I mean, come on, I'm a Duncan the here. Donut biz. Oh, <laughs> okay. Saved that one. Good job. Yeah. So I set myself up for that and then <laughs> delivered. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> podcast listeners. Um, but yeah, eight, it's eight, eight minutes of music um, from the Ronut uh, as... Uh, the video shows the traveler coming into our solar system and stopping at at the different uh, celestial bodies. What, what's what's amazing? What I was loving is like there's a lot of story in that. That oh yeah, 
people kind of are glossing over like, oh, <laughs> what's that? Oh, it's the foundation of everything <laughs> we're going to be doing. Yeah. Thank you, Ronut. <laughs> yeah. We still haven't seen a video of the whole thing. Um, you know, you, you guys had that great video, but it was, it was so wide and, and wrapped around so much, you couldn't get the whole thing in the frame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the... Uh... Oh, but who, who's making Call of Duty Ghosts? Activision. Infinity, Infinity Ward. No, <laughs> Infinity Ward. You know, it's one of those Treyarch, one one of those guys. Yeah, but uh, they actually posted the their uh, their presentation in like a wide format. Oh, really? Online, so wow. maybe uh, maybe Bungie will do it. We need to start like someday grabbing that link and like you know. Sending it to Deej, say, "Hey, hey, look at this! Look what these guys what did!" A cool idea, <laughs> yeah. What Man, they they line. really love their community. Yeah. <laughs> you guys haven't done anything for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. I, I wonder when Call of Duty Day is. <laughs> um, oh man! But yeah, that, that music was just fantastic. Just you, you can get a taste of just different styles. Uh, like if you're watching, if you're watching the video, you, you see that it's because the traveler is moving to different planets, and it seems like you're getting the theme music for each planet, sort of uh, a montage of all of those. Um, so I wonder if like that track will be on the Destiny soundtrack in any form, um, or if it if it really is just like this special montage that that Marty pulled together. Uh, for that presentation from a bunch of different tracks um, is my guess um, speaking of soundtracks um, there was some hinting that Marty would be releasing a full CD called Music of the Spheres uh, 50 minutes of music to be exact I was I was sort of expecting not expecting but I uh, suspected that that would come out during Bungie Week, but it that's seems actually, not. that was actually my hope as well. When they when they said even actually like just the tiniest thing about like oh music, and I'm like yay <laughs> minutes, yeah, uh, <laughs> which is great. I mean that's that sounds like really like you know ungrateful, but um, because it, but it was fantastic. But it just but it just means that I I love it so much. I want. I want more. You yeah. want more. Your mom and dad says you can't have it, but you want more. You like it. I want 42 more minutes of this, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> this is a music. This isn't from the game soundtrack, though. This is what he wrote to inspire the team, right? Right. The, yeah. This is the thing that they mentioned. Inspiring me. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it shows some of it. up in the game at yeah, some point, but, or like adapted. But yeah, this was made before the game was any well i don't know i mean they've been working on the game for a long time clearly i I guess it's a little bit of both in parallel it's kind of an interesting thing to do i feel like every time i hear about how long they've been working on the game it's earlier like we've actually been working on the game since the spanish inquisition it's a little known (laughs) but uh yeah like they keep (laughs) it's always pushing it Further back and further yeah. back, you know. Well, I mean, during ODST, I mean, we were, you know, I mean, you know, Halo Three, we were finishing it up. And Jason was doing uh, this, and blah blah blah. You know, it's like, well, see, right after Myth, uh, we actually <laughs> exactly <laughs> Destiny is actually the spiritual successor to Pathways into Darkness. Uh, it will include a NOP mini game, 
Um, <laughs> which, speaking of which, that that was that that that's a cool little potential tidbit. I want mini games. You want mini games in Destiny? Can, I want, we're gonna have gambling. Yeah. So, what, what kind of gambling are we gonna have? Uh, nice. Cards, oh, space dice, cards, space dice, space yeah. dice, space dice. <laughs> I like how you can just add space to the beginning of anything now, and as long as you scream it like that, it's like it's yeah. clearly something that belongs it, it, in Destiny. <laughs> they can do space chess like they have in Star Wars. I just want to get some of the freeze oh, dried space ice cream. <laughs> you know, I was I was wondering the other day uh, all this mention of gambling. What if it's just placing bets on competitive multiplayer? You know, that's a, yeah, I had thought about that. Call it Call of Duty Black Ops had something sort of like that. I think yeah, yeah. wagers. Was, yeah, uh, wager, wager match. I think is. So what? What if that's the the gambling they've been alluding to? That would, I'd be okay <laughs> with. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> would you yeah. Would you put up your precious weapons on the next competitive match? It's like if I lose this, no. I'll give you the pink slip to the Thunderlord. Right. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. It's Destiny Pinks. <laughs> Space remorse. <laughs> Space oh, yeah. regret. I think, That's I the think problem. It's going to be a lot bigger than uh, than what they've. They haven't really talked about the city much, but I think it's going to be pretty big and busy. Given given things like this that we we don't really know anything about, but uh, you're going to have like just like. Homeless Destiny players just loitering. You know? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, it's I mean, not, not actually probably. going to go and like do missions and stuff. They're just like, hey, uh, you guys want to be involved in? Anybody want to play a game of dice? <laughs> play a game of dice. That's that's going to be the phone integration. It's just like you know, it's a bunch of card games on your phone that earn this you is, Destiny credits or Glimmer or next, whatever like, it is. Fox News video games destroys. Our society, Bungie, incorporates gambling and ruins lives. Not only that, but they drove the Native Americans out of. The- oh, really? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're maybe Bungie's eventually just going to turn Destiny into like Second Life, where there's oh, anything and everything in the game. You're just you're going to have like Planet Walmart. <laughs> That city's pretty go, big. Go, it, go to your got, Nissan dealership and get a new speeder bike sponsored <laughs> by the GTR. <laughs> oh, I can get the Fallen Optima. Sweet. But so anyway, so that was a lot of stuff. We, we <laughs> moving on. <laughs> okay, idiot. All right, let's go. <laughs> cool story, bro. That's sweet of you the way you did that. I appreciate cool it. story, bro. So anyway, <laughs> that was a lot of so stuff tired. we got from Bungie Week. You know, but that wasn't even the big one. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't even the big thing. Which okay, so that was all the stuff we got directly from Bungie. Um. But we also got something pretty cool from Ryan McCaffrey over at IGN. He got to sit down with Jason Jones and have breakfast with him. And I guess not I also, many people get to have breakfast. I know with Jason. not not very many. Mrs. Jones and yeah, drinks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess they also talked a little bit about video games and stuff and did an interview. So it wasn't all breakfast. <laughs> um, but it was a really interesting interview. It was split up into, into three parts. 
uh, gets the behest of some internet commentators, but you know you can't fault them for wanting to to sp- split that up, maximize their clicks. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a business. It's what IGN does for a living. <laughs> yeah, it was less less of like a direct interview um, and more of um, sort of an article with an interview in it, but it wasn't a QA session. Yeah, yeah, it was um, kind of. They had this conversation, nice. and he happened to have a recorder with him, and this is what they talked about. And you can really tell that Brian McCaffrey knows his bungee lore, at least as far as Halo stuff goes. Like they yeah, immediately researched. Yeah, they they immediately start talking about the Halo One pistol. Of course, you don't have to be a bungee expert to know about that, but but McCaffrey at least seemed to. Well, to my knowledge, Ryan is a big, big Halo fan. I think I, I think most of that is stuff that he really yeah oh yeah is pretty familiar with. Definitely, he definitely seemed to be familiar with the the legendary history of the three shot Halo One pistol, and asking about that was kind of cool. I mean, we've we've pretty much gotten that information before. This is just the first time we've gotten it from Jason Jones. I yeah, remember, the man who wrote the code. Yeah, I remember. Um, was it uh, David Ellis for one of the three four three Sparkcasts had um, uh, Jamie Greesmer on, and he, that was one of the things he talked about naturally, uh, and giving a, a very similar answer. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was neat to finally get that from Jones, you know. So when that interview came out, Jamie posted like a sigh of relief tweet. <laughs> <laughs> the the burden has finally been lifted from him. He can, <laughs> he can move on and continue to make awesome, infamous games with Sucker Punch now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they also talked about uh, balancing the ghost. I thought that was... That was interesting. Jason saying that he wouldn't have the ghost have the inaccurate plasma cannons that it actually had, but but instead go for some sort of uh, overheating mechanic. Instead, um, just talking about his de- design philosophy of balance for awesome. Uh, I thought that was that was pretty interesting. I don't know what what do you guys think about uh, changing the ghost, or is Halo One perfect the way it is? Uh, Grim, what do you think? I like the um, I like the the boost as opposed to just the Halo One Ghost. But I mean, I think it'd be cool. I would be okay with an overheating mechanic because um, overheating. Uh, I feel like it would be kind of the best of both because on the offensive, you would have it's not just as literally as much of a crapshoot, you know, it's not just this peppering, because it's weird, it's like, because it's so inaccurate, you have to just be able to just lay fire over an area and rely on it sometimes hitting, so it just kind of ends up in more of a stalemate type type scenario, uh, whereas I think if it was more accurate, you would be able to use it more like a mobile weapon platform where you could get the desired result on the offensive, but on the defensive, you would be able to have things a little more predictable. So I was like, oh, okay, it's overheated now. Uh, you know, Maybe if it was something like, um, like their original plan for the plasma repeater in Reach was that the firing rate would slow down, but it would get more accurate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to my knowledge, that was, that was not implemented uh, 
but but that might have been something that was cool. Like as it got closer to overheating, maybe it got more accurate and or more deadly, so that on the on the the receiving end, basically you had kind of a cue. Like okay, it's at its most dangerous right now, but it's about to to overheat. It's about to you know give me my shot. So I think there is some some truth to the potential balance that could have been held there. But who knows, you know why why things get moved the way they are and if they were that way we might think oh it would have been so much better to have an inaccurate infinite weapon <laughs> uh so it's that's always the great cry of what didn't get put in a game um those are always the most dangerous videos to release like hey here are some original concepts that you're now going to fall in love with and be pissed that we didn't put in even though you <laughs> wouldn't have liked it if we had so yeah. uh, i do like i do like his his thought of you know balance for awesome you know you want to empower the player yeah um yeah. make make them feel powerful and then find ways to sort of work your your game design around that instead of just coming up with these limits on the player yeah it's way it's ways to make the awesome fit with each other uh, you know almost like a rock paper scissor kind of thing you know mm-hmm. no 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 one's you know cutting rock paper scissors and challenging it for for balance really like it's you know everyone has the same equal opportunity and you really can make your choice and things like that so it's it's i think that give the player give all of the players something cool to do and i and and i think it was i don't remember who it was definitely definitely somebody in, in a halo interview that was talking about it should almost be just as cool to be killed by something you know, like like in a in a scenario, it's like, oh my god, I I got killed, but that was awesome. Like that was that was crazy. So when when you have set pieces and when you have components in your sandbox that are almost just as fun to have used on you as much as it is to use as the player, I think that's really where you start, you know, hitting on some some good things there because then, no matter the outcome. You are again. It's balanced for awesome. It's not balanced for competitive success because those are two different things. <laughs> um, you know. And now some people are the same thing. Some people only think it's awesome if they're winning. Uh, I'm not good <laughs> enough to think that. So, so I think awesome is when I'm just having fun. I don't care if you are or not. Uh, uh, but every everybody wants to be awesome. You know, from old people to young people. I thought I thought it was really interesting that Jason mentioned playing. Uh, playing the game with his five-year-old son. Oh, yeah. lucky kid! Yeah, you know. I mean, what I wonder if under if he's under like an NDA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jerome made him sign. That, Jerome right? stand next to, stands next to him. <laughs> He'll get grounded, you know, if he tells his friends at school what he's been playing. <laughs> but Wait. I don't know, Bjorn. What do you think about Destiny sort of shooting for the T rating? Well, so interestingly, this was the first time I had heard that they were shooting for a T rating. I had always assumed that it was going to be mature just because that's what they get. And I always felt that Halo even was sort of borderline T. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. So I'm actually, I'm really excited about this because, um, you know, back in the day when I was playing Halo and my, my cousin was just old enough to get an Xbox and, um, he would play Halo with me and my aunt and uncle, you know, they did they'd look at it and, they're like, well, it, it says mature, but it seems okay. And like, yeah, you know, I think this is pretty much okay. There's no swearing or anything, and the blood's pretty purple. And, um, it, but uh, if they're able to secure a good solid T rating, um, knowing Bungie, it'll still be fun. It'll still be 
a great um, you know, gunplay experience, but they'll have that many more people will be able to come in and play and uh, maybe feel more comfortable about it. And if you're going to you know, be at home or something playing with your kid or, or sibling, <laughs> then you can – there will just be more people to play it. And that's the whole point, right? They want to have numbers of people playing it. It's about community and who you play it with. Yeah, definitely. I, so, I mean, when Halo 1 came out, I was 15. <laughs> I wasn't even old enough to – to to buy the game. Well, they, so, you know, there's a lot of comparisons to Star Wars, and that really is is a franchise that, if you really think about, it, is rated T. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Lord Lord of the Rings, I think, would probably be a rated T franchise. There uh, hasn't been a uh, M Star Wars game, right? Like, they won't let that happen. I don't oh, think so. The only the only sure. one I could imagine is uh, would would be Force Unleashed. Probably that's that's the. I, sure I guess. Seen. Star Wars thirteen thirteen was going to be Thir- yeah M 13, for 13 sure is, yeah but that was that's the only one I can really think of. No, that's just a the rating system has always been kind of strange to me. Yeah, it's, like, it's but, yeah. Uh, of course, this is the, you know, I've never enjoyed a bungee game because of the rating or because of any of the yeah. things that the rating says, like blood, gore, violence. That's not why I've enjoyed bungee games. So exactly, definitely being a teen game is. You can have a you can make a great, sophisticated, intelligent, mature game and have it be rated you know E for all E for everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But um, it doesn't need to have Gears of War people, you know, chainsawing <laughs> people, getting chainsawed in half. Yeah. Well, there, there's um or there's take development. Take it even further to Bullet Storm. Where hey, but there is gambling in this game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> true. End of life as we know it. There's a there's a development studio actually not far at all from from where I live in Tampa, and uh, they're very successful um, with browser based games like MMO style, and uh, their uh, Artix Entertainment is the name the name of them, and they've they've done a number of different games, and one of their really really popular ones is. Uh, Adventure Quest Worlds. I mean, they've got gazillions of people playing that game, and they they really pride themselves. the The owner's a good friend of mine, and I've done a lot of work with them, and they really pride themselves on like something that the whole family can play. Like it's 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 not hokey, so that like adults are thinking like, oh, this is a cool story, and but like it's not just diving into themes for the sake of of keeping it edgy, you know, so the kids can play it too, and, and it's really something that a lot of families have been able to enjoy, uh, and I think that's I think that's cool, and I think in even some of the early things we heard about Destiny, it was like you know, things that like really inspire your, you know, inner seven year old, and I mean, when you think about that, that is that stuff like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and those big, huge, epic things that adults still are watching and finding incredibly entertaining and very deep and, and full of value and thought-provoking stuff and meaning but that like kids can just you know kind of wrap their arms around and enjoy without necessarily needing to to dive into the the various layers of it so i think that there's a lot of potential a lot of potential in that and it's nice to it's nice actually to see something kind of going in that in that direction especially something with a lot of marketing push behind it um mm-hmm. something something that's a big big ip because you do see you do see those every once in a while but it's but they're blips on the radar and uh so to see something with so much push behind it and to see you know big big 
money on the marketing end and the and the development end, I think it's gonna we're really gonna see with a lot of clout and power behind it, we're gonna see what an IP that is structured and 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 aimed like this at the demographics that it's aimed for, what it's really possible or what it's really capable of. Um, and maybe it maybe it encourages other developers to do the same thing and maybe not go, go quite so shock value with things uh, in order to in order to sell their product. That's true. I mean, this, it is going to be a a big game. That's for certain. I mean, was it the rumor of Activision spending? Maybe I'm just making this number up, but something like 140 million on marketing. Yeah, for, for Destiny, up. yeah, no, totally, totally making that <laughs> but, up. But, but, but it wouldn't. It, it, I mean, it, it would make sense. I mean, I've got you know, like at, at my day job and stuff. I've got like we have during the summer, we have a ton of students in, uh, there, and we do a lot of like gaming related summer camps, and uh, like they're all the time coming up to me and like, oh, they. I mean, they would be like, I watched your video on the Destiny. Like they're all excited. Like one kid came in with a warlock shirt on the other day. I mean, there's like. <laughs> students that are you know all age ranges high school and middle school and you know they're all really excited about this and i think that's that's cool because sometimes i forget like how permeating um uh, and how pervasive uh marketing i guess and and that that pr kind of image and stuff can get uh because i'm used to seeing it at a certain level and so I always find it interesting, like, how did you even hear about this? Like, what, what websites are you on? Um, I guess so, I'm, I'm sort of used to, you know, having been digging up Destiny tidbits yeah. and info for a long time. It's like now that other people know about the game, it's like, what? No, this is just, this, my this is just this secret little thing that I've been following at, at Bungie, you know. Chris like, Bircher is a fan of mine, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> The hard, this is, this he loves is, my work. This is something that belongs to the hardcore Bungie.org people. How, how do you know about Destiny? It's um, not better with Connect. Oh, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've had more people in the last probably three weeks um, comment on the, the E3 shirts. Or um, I just took my car into the shop and was getting its its maintenance. And the guy I checked it in with, he goes, oh, is that a Destiny sticker on the back? <laughs> and, I was like, yeah, it is, and it's just it's sort of amazing, actually, how um, how many people have recognized the the branding. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty big push, and it's interesting that to hear uh, Jason talk about Destiny just being the biggest gamble of his career. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's a lot riding on that guy, uh, you know. Yeah, sort well, of it, build a team like that, you know. That's it's, uh, that's true. And that team's gotten huge now. Is it like something like four hundred and fifty people? Four hundred was the last. Yeah, time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like just over four hundred. Yeah, or something. somewhere around there. Yeah, maybe three fifty was the number I was thinking of. Yeah, right around four hundred. That's that's a uh, pretty big for Bungie. You know, they've grown a big lot. For anybody. Yeah, and and sitting right at the top is Jason Jones, the guy who's got to sort of tie it all together and make sure it's a cohesive whole. Um, yeah. That's, balance it for awesome that's crazy i'm I'm sure it's it's a nerve-wracking thing especially when you know um going back to ryan mccaffrey's interview asking him about you know what what is his biggest regret with halo the the great tragedy of that yeah uh, and the lessons he's pulled from that i don't know one of you guys want to talk about some campaign replayability and um and sort of his regret there that was 
thought that was kind of interesting. It certainly sparked some uh, <laughs> conversation in the forums. Um, but, you know, I think um, the, the people he's talking about aren't aren't really those of us who who do go back and, and play the levels because we love them. It's, I think, um, you know, my sister, she plays Halo. But she doesn't go back and play through the campaign ever. Okay. She, she has no, she has no real need to do that. Um, she likes multiplayer and, and hanging out with, with me, and that's about it. But um, uh, I, I think the idea is that you know we have these beautiful, amazing spaces, and if we can integrate those into the gameplay more often, and if you're wandering around the world, you know, if, if we if we can start a world event somewhere, and you have to go back and you, and you go back to a place and realize, oh yeah, this was that place where I had this really cool mission and I did this thing and got that gun, and it, it helps you connect to the world a lot better. Yeah, it's it's interesting um, hearing the the respawn developers making Titanfall talking about, you know, we we hated putting all of this effort into the Call of Duty single player. And then seeing people, you know, play that when the game comes out, not even finish the campaign, and then just go back to the multiplayer and, and keep playing that. So you can sort of see, I guess, great minds think alike. So Jason coming to the same conclusions, but taking a different um, approach to fixing that problem of, of replayability. But... Yeah, it always it always throws me off when I talk to people that aren't hardcore Halo fans, and I'll bring up some campaign level or story bit, and you know the other person will draw a complete blank, and it's like, what? You mean you don't go back and play through like I do? <laughs> exactly. So it's what do you mean you don't know the serial number? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I thought that was cool. What What did you guys think of uh, his? his comments on Project Phoenix that was cancelled. Um, Did he say it was like Minecraft or something? Yeah, it was... Sort of. Sort of more of the way it was rendering things. Not so yeah. much like you're, you're building, you know, you've got building blocks. Just, just, I think more like in terms of like destruction. He talked about this castle that you could launch... Rock rocks at and like a trebuchet and knock down the castle and yeah and it would it would uh, racketeer oh wait no different <laughs> yeah it was bo- boom blocks Dave, that's a Dave Lang shout out <laughs> <laughs> uh, Project Phoenix was just a cross between racketeer and boom blocks and they just didn't have the connect say that like know. it's a bad thing that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we'd never really heard much about Phoenix before this right. I mean, very, sort of whispers and, and illusions. But. Very little. I mean, there is a phoenix.bungie.org, which has like <laughs> yeah. one one image, sort of this sort of dragon <laughs> logo that I guess had had come out from that. And then there was uh, we should uh, we should start p- posting content on there. <laughs> it's on all to your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could post this interview. <laughs> sure. This is the first time anybody at Bungie has mentioned Phoenix in a long time. Right. Uh, Front page yeah. post on Phoenix, dude. We need to set up a Twitter. Phoenix <laughs> I know there was uh, tweets. I know there was some, tweets. There was some concept art that I don't know if it was ever actually officially associated with Phoenix or if it was just sort of. It was just Bungie, I think. It was like it did. The, it was yeah. a great pieces. The folder was called like Breach or something, and it 
was it Craig Mullins art? Who did that? I think it was. Yeah, but it was all the this really cool medieval uh, stuff, sort of sort of myth, but not quite as yeah. Le- Levi, um, yeah, Levi here posted it in the forum and just pulled it up, and uh, he said it was a breach labeled concept art. But if you look at the second one, it's this like painting of a castle, and it's like coming apart from the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's like guys fighting on the at the base of it, and it just after Jones explained it a little bit, that that seems to uh, seems to to line it seems up to match. match. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It so- sounds interesting, but I think I'm probably glad that they actually managed to ship Halo too. <laughs> so if if Phoenix had to die, it was I, Halo One, wasn't it? It was. It was sort of around the. I guess it was during both. I know definitely during Halo 2, because that was oh. right around when uh, they closed Bungie what? Bungie, Bungie Chicago? West. Bungie, or Bungie West. That's right. Yeah. Um, Bring back Bungie with, West. Uh, Bring back... That was with Take-Two, right? Um, I think so. Is yeah, it? because that was those, those, those were the Oni. Oni people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Oni got sold to Take-Two, and then the Oni guys went to yeah. Redmond. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see Phoenix rise from the ashes sometime in the future after after Destiny is Phoenix is done. minigame in Destiny. There you go. Maybe uh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, it's just Racketeer. You just have like a a connect in Destiny. <laughs> what is it with you and Racketeer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I have to uh, from from the first uh, or I guess episode zero podcast. I said I was going to probably going hunter but mm. after hearing jason jones talk about the warlock i think i might have to be uh thinking about that now because because oh. he mentioned uh his his space magic that he he mentioned briefly that there was a like a group buff um and a group like um resurrection maybe and i don't know what that means in the context of destiny but that got me really excited because it made me think about my druid from world of warcraft <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It wasn't group buff. It was team buff and team, team res. Buff. I wrote, I wrote it down in our notes wrong. Oh, okay. But yeah, he he, he says team res abilities. R e s. So like, is the warlock the only class uh, that can resurrect other players? I um, think when you activate it, just your team's resolution goes down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like they just become really blocky, and it's like, confusing to the other guys. They're like, "Oh, the, what are these things? They're blending with the background." And all these. So, so you're saying Destiny has a Minecraft-like rendering engine? <laughs> Made the just Phoenix like Phoenix rise again, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was, it was interesting because if if Rocketeer was good though. <laughs> maybe if, uh, the, maybe the traveler is a giant phoenix egg, and yes! in Destiny Three, it'll finally you know finish hatching, and Phoenix will it rise from the ashes, hatch. and Jason Jones will say, "Surprise! It's Phoenix all along." <laughs> oh man! Oh god! It's like a WWF moment. You know, Jason Jones <laughs> is listening to this podcast. I don't know why. Uh, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't think anyone was going to figure it out. They figured it out, and now we have to change it. And he just, like, it, deletes this, like, two terabyte file no. folder from his Midnight desktop. Joe Staten. We've got to change it. 
Order 66, Joe. <laughs> TVO has to go. <laughs> Winter a big picture of Duncan's head with like a target they, yeah. post, they put up on the wall. It's like, this this guy ruins everything. <laughs> Call in the butcher. <laughs> oh, man. But, but the, the magic there made me think about um, what, if, what if it wasn't all offensive? Like, what if we had defensive um, abilities? And, um, you know, could, could you Bubble be a shield. support? Yeah, could you be a support class for another player? Like, would you take yourself out of battle, you, uh, you know, the offense, so that you could protect one of your players or something like that? I, maybe not. I don't know, but it got me thinking about that. I mean, it's. I, I, I think would. that's if you like have like a healer kind of kind of style. I mean, I love that. That would yeah. be so. Yeah, that'd be great. So amazing. That's plausible. I mean, my my one of my favorite classes in Team Fortress Two is playing medic. <laughs> And just yeah. sitting sitting behind people doing the real work, and I could just hold the button and heal them. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> they they said you know Destiny has something for every style of play, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, War, Warlock definitely sounds cool. I don't know. I think we're gonna uh, see you know profiles like and highlights for the others. So yeah, it it'll be really interesting to see how they're all distinguished from each other because i mean all three classes have some sort of um uh, magic from space mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> uh <laughs> you just didn't want me to say it i know yeah Whatever. yeah uh, dancing around the term but uh what's what's going to make the warlock particularly awesome with uh the magic from space uh <laughs> will be interesting what is are the titans going to be better with guns or, or melee or are the hunters going to be really good um with rifles jason jones yeah. just did mention that right now was it his favorite character class and weapon is warlock and scout rifle so is scout rifle like i guess a type of a rifle or are there going to huh. be like different classes like all the scout no rifles idea. have you know really high zoom and low firing rate or something he's just teasing us yeah uh, I guess he he's just making it up. He could have said shotgun. <laughs> That's different yeah. than a scout rifle. Do you do you remember in the uh, Law of the Jungle trailer when the I think it's a hunter kind of throws like something at the cabal and then shoots them and they kind of explode. Yeah, that was. I want to say that just he, a grenade or something. I don't remember him throwing anything. It kind of like a combined thing. I thought that was uh, the same thing they sort of do in the gameplay demo, where player two buffs their their pistol. Yeah, because then, because the 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 space magic for the hunter is like it seems like it's more imbued in the like in the ammo like, almost yeah. like like he was firing that out, and that's what it, that's what I felt like it was doing is they were. Is he was just kind of calling upon it, and then, and then using using that like using like some sort of you know crazy ammo type, yeah, you know, all the electric you know when we when he even when he empties it you know you see like the electricity kind of surging back and forth with it. Well, the warlock had that as well with the. Yeah, but you're talking was... about the, the hunter with like the the flaming the golden gun they were calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought Grim was saying like that's the hunter's special. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, saying like the the warlock had the electric gun. What what was it called? Oh, the it's like light of the traveler or something. Like no, that. no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Thunderlord, Thunderlord. Yeah. Right? So I don't think I don't think a weapon power up. is... But no, no, because like the hunter, 
it was set like is that was a brief when you thing, come was... around the corner yeah it's it's right where they do the you know they, they threw one of the one of the either the nova bomber uh or the other one but um like you see the hunter you come around the corner like you're looking basically left and you see the hunter yeah. do like the summoning kind of motion and summons like fire and then the gun that he's that he or she is using is on fire and you get these like wicked shots like you know you know just like these streams and uh and it's just incinerating all the enemies and it only lasts for a short period of time so i don't know if it's a timed effect or if it's like you know all the ammo in this clip is uh is imbued with this but that's that's what it seemed like it was was basically a it was the hunter a representation yeah of what was in the the the, the trailer as well the live action whereas the warlock was throwing the the nova yeah <laughs> not but pretty cool i'm excited uh. to see what they've got for us <laughs> so yeah so i guess that that sort of uh just seeing like the weapon trees, you know, like what is that going to look like when you've got like Thunderlord and it's upgraded to the nth degree? I mean, like fire and fall lightning, <laughs> small lightning singularities at at you know, bringing planet eating bullets. I mean, that'd be great. Uh, that'll be interesting. I, I definitely like the concept of having a a sort of weapon tree. Um, I'm still hoping that like we get to use the spacecraft and that the spacecraft will also have trees that you can upgrade, you know, for armor, defense, or, or weapons, and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it would be really, really cool if there was even in, like, some of the multiplayer stuff if there were things that you could you know, do some dogfighting and, and stuff like that, or if you had public events where people were in their spacecraft and then all of a sudden it was just basically like almost like a naval battle in, in space, where you're where you're fighting fallen fighters and cabal fighters and things like that. I mean, cabal Pretty fighters great. are probably just look like giant cue balls. But uh, <laughs> the more upgrade trees, the better. I think everything in Destiny should have an upgrade forest. tree. Just my my space dice. Trees. I want my space dice to have an upgrade tree. Dice. Yeah, my so like my f- fuzzy dice would be. Uh, that's like the path. top. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. That's, well, that's, and that's above you, weighted you could dice. Upgrade too. It for like a, you could you could change your dice into magic eight ball. <laughs> Fuzzy space dice. Fuzzy magic eight ball. Well, these are exotic dice, you know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Upgrade trees all around. That's better than exotic My balls. Space boots with an upgrade tree. Space socks. Space space everything. Space, space thermals. Basically, basically space just take look around your room. Or, where, or a car, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, pick out an object, put space upgrade in front it. of the op, op, space in up, front of the object, upgrade. space steering wheel, and then give it an upgrade tree, and bam, that's that's destiny. Your girlfriend? I mean, <laughs> they're saving they're saving that for the expansion. Come space on, space wife. <laughs> like sweetheart, I really should have chosen the other upgrade path, <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway, so yeah, so Jason Jones, the warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> I feel like I'm like the litmus test for when something has been played out. And that conversation's done. <laughs> on to bullet point six. <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason Jones, the warlock. I, I was pretty happy with uh, that interview. I'll that call fun. it. 
it was very sort of it felt candid and and uh, just real. That that was nice. Yeah, and it was it was nice. I mean, yeah, it sort of ended on people say it ended on a cliffhanger. You know, him uh, talking about the Halo Two ending, but it yeah. was it was nice to to hear Jason talk about. You know, it's, he really doesn't mind giving interviews. He's just too busy to do it. Um. He's not that reclusive. He's just humble. <laughs> so, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was a nice. That was a nice treat for for Bungie Day or Bungie Week, whatever. Um, Absolutely. How did How did you guys feel about Bungie Week overall? Did Did you think that it met expectations? I would have. Uh, I I mean, I think overall it was fine because really what it is is it's a celebration of of community and so i think in that light that it did really really well uh i would have just selfishly liked to hear more bits about the story (laughs) you know like either gotten uh a like just an epic album from space marty or getting like you know some sort of like expose maybe on one of the races yeah. Uh, like new info on like the hive or something like that um or you know new info on like customizing your ship or so yeah you know, but but again it's you know we've got plenty of time for that and Bungie has always shown to be trustworthy with how they divulge uh and the rate at which they divulge their information so it's <laughs> it, you know it's all good it's all good. As a celebration of a community, I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. Nah. Agreed. I yeah. I could have gone for a little more compression of of all this this content into just maybe you know two or three days. Um, yeah. What's funny? If they'd all if they'd have done everything for Bungie Day, it would have been like this was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I I don't know. It's I, I hate to to look a, a gift horse in the mouth, but Bungie Day itself. Really, all we got that day was part one of uh, the Jason Jones interview, and I guess the seven challenges that was that day. Yep. Um, so it was pretty light for it's tricky since it was a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. The, that's that's true as well. Um, but pr- kind of light for a, a bungee day if you're just looking at the one specific day. But yeah, in terms of the entire entire week of stuff. Is a pretty respectable haul of loot, I'd say. Yeah, and I liked uh, you know they brought back the child's play um, program yeah. again. That was that was really cool. They've been doing that for a couple of years with swag, and uh, I think that's a neat thing that they're doing. Yeah, that's that's true. And and you never know, like maybe uh, there were things behind the scenes that sort of uh, changed what they were able to offer on Bungie Day. Maybe maybe that Music of the Spheres album was supposed to come out, uh, but, you know, some record deal or or whatever. That would never happen. No, yeah, but you Paul, Paul called up. He said, I have an idea for a track. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least they didn't have, like, a countdown. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. They, weren't, they weren't setting expectations too high. I'm excited to hear what happens with that that music of the spheres, though. And uh, who, who, somebody said something about this summer. Yeah, I felt yeah, like it was a slip. Jeff. Uh, well, I mean, Marty. I didn't. Say Marty that. tweeted out the sort of um, postcard of music of the right. spheres. 
But that um, just says coming soon. Yeah, that said coming soon. It was I think it was Jeff Keeley said um, right. specifically that Marty is going to release a 50-minute CD this summer. Uh, right. So w- when, whenever he tweeted that, I was like, oh, that's that's going to come on Bungie Day. Cool. Yeah, th- but, that sort of locked it in for me. But, um, but yeah, you never know. Uh, oh, well. a, lot of, a lot of moving parts, moving celestial bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was a pretty good, good Bungie Day. Bungie Week whatever um so i guess moving on to to other news uh there's been a lot of uh, a lot of interviews that came out between now and um our last podcast but i mean those are out there you can read them you can go to the front page we're not gonna sit here and read them to you i, I did want to highlight a couple uh fan creations um and l- little creative things uh that i saw around the community including um a Hunter tattoo. Somebody got a, a nice sleeve of uh, one of the hunters from the concept art. Uh, looks pretty cool. Uh, I know, Grim, you've been talking about tattoos a lot lately, right? Yes. <laughs> pretty yeah. Ag- I, ha- I have one, and it's uh, the it's like something my brothers and I all got. There's four of us brothers that are like blood related, and um. We always use the the four plot emblem, the territory's four plot emblem from Halo two or three is wherever it came in first, and then has been in all of the all of the rest of them. And we always use that because there's four brothers, and so we, you know, it's four 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 diamonds that make up one bigger diamond. So we all got that, and then like I have one on mine, and then two has two, and three and four have three and four in Roman numerals and stuff. So, um, but I That's but cool. I definitely like. Uh, want probably from that that tattoos on my left arm, like on my forearm, and uh, I'm I'm just gonna get a bunch, probably just going up that shoulder, and definitely I think the next ones that I'm looking at getting are the the class ciphers from Destiny. Uh, I like stuff that's like abstract, but like it has a meaning for me, so that if people see it and they're like, oh, what is that? I you know I can you know say, oh, this from this this this, but like I'm not as much into just on a personal level to having like full artwork in mm-hmm. a way, but I really like the kind of more emblematic cipher type stuff. So the class ciphers from destiny from the, the warlock uh, hunter and, and uh, Titan, I think those would be really cool to have. And, and really destiny's full of them, man. Like the, the Vanguard logo is cool. There, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Um, but and I'm I'm thinking about incorporating the the mantle the forerunner mantle logo from from Halo in there somewhere. Nice. But, but yeah, but that's definitely in the plans. I I think the Destiny ones are next. It would be really cool to have them uh, for for launch. Um, but yeah, you know it's it's got to be surreal for for the Bungie guys. Just I mean before with Halo, you know they've seen people get Halo tattoos. And stuff, but but now you know we've already got. I think there are at least two people out there now that have Destiny tattoos, and the game's not even out. Yet. Game's not even out yet. We don't even have a, oh, yeah. a release date. We've we've got one gameplay video. It's, it's yeah. Uh, what if they hate the game? Yeah, you know, it's like what if <laughs> you know, like, like is somebody, is one of the developers going to be like, hey, geez, guys, you see, see that guy just got the tattoo of the logo. We decided to change. Yeah, no, and no pressure. <laughs> oh like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're going to be pissed when we show that the Vanguard logo is totally different. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, 
that would be my only worry with it. Like, and then it just turns into some, you know, cool abstract art, I guess. I, mean, I think yeah. I think somebody already had a Destiny tattoo like back in February, like shortly after the game was oh, the, first the announced. Yeah, okay. Tricorn yeah. right on his shoulder. It's like, man, you know, you hope that that, that guy doesn't go to like read gaming news later and go, "What shared world shooter? That's that's not what I want to play." I thought it was going to be like Racketeer. (laughs) (laughs) That's more of a tramp stamp than, you know, a shoulder tattoo. Racketeer. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What other fan creations have there been? I guess somebody uh, built the Hunter's Pistol from um, the Law of the Jungle. I, I guess it was Law of the Jungle. Uh out of Lego. That was pretty cool. That was amazing, actually. I think you could put something into orbit with Lego. I thought I'm it, pretty sure. I thought it was a 3D print at first. <laughs> it looks Lego. It looks pretty slick. They they do, did a really good job of, of hiding all the little plastic studs and just um, like just picking the perfect pieces to where, yeah, it looks like it's... Yeah, it even has like the FOTC on it, I think, if I remember right. I'll have to look again. <laughs> Yeah, Nick Brick, and uh, he called it Wrecktown. <laughs> wow, nice. that sounds a lot like a Connect game that I know. Wrecktown. <laughs> 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 but if pe- if people are already building Lego sculptures out of uh, pre-release material, you know it's it's only going to get worse once the game actually comes out. Same with the tattoos. You know, people yeah. are already this excited about the game and, and making things now. But, uh, well, and look at, I mean, you got a lot of, you see a lot of, you, you see a lot of that kind of dedication type, type stuff in games, um, that are very high in the, uh, investment, in the player investment, you know, realm anyway. Stuff like, stuff like WoW and, um, even like League of Legends and stuff, you know, you you see people like really wanting to be like, okay, I'm, I can I can use this as a representation, you know, and put this on my body <laughs> or something, you know, and and I think that's where we're gonna see because even Halo up to this point, and Halo has obviously had his huge lion's share of people getting inked and and you know having Spartans at their wedding and stuff like that. I mean, it's gonna, <laughs> you know, who's gonna be the first person to be married by the by the have, have the priest have the priest wear that cool like armor that's in the <laughs> the, the, the like priest armor that's in the trailer. Um, that'd, be, that'd be pretty sick actually. Um, but but I think Destiny being a game that's playing heavily into that player investment and be a legend and really have a long term kind of legendary type relationship with with the characters that you create is only going to lend itself over the long haul more uh, and maybe even more. More than Halo in in certain ways, I guess. So, I uh, I ventured into building a costume last summer, an ODST helmet and Master Chiefs, and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do something with Destiny pretty soon. I'm going to start getting into that. That's cool. You have to uh, let us know how that goes. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the Hunter. I want to see <laughs> pictures of the other ones you did. What? The Chief and ODST one. Oh, I wore it at PAX. The helmet? The, right. the Master Chief one, yeah. You had some sweet lights on it, too. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see some Destiny cosplay. 
Um, yeah. We'll probably see some at PAX, right? It's, we've had enough I would, time. I would imagine. Yeah, probably. I mean, there are enough character images out there for people to, to pattern things after. It's not like you have to wait until the game's actually out to, yeah. to be able to, to make a costume. Yeah. So, I'd, I'd be surprised if we don't see some, some Destiny cosplay at PAX. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yep. And uh, before we finish up, uh, I just I wanted to plug... Um, Duncan, you posted your your E three experience right up <laughs> up in our Vanguard uh, section, and so I just good. wanted to plug that because it was it was a really great write up. <laughs> Thanks, I like to write. Yeah, <laughs> made, made me Even really, Bungie, I, I, Bungie loved it too because they tweeted it, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was I was pretty stoked when uh, when Deej tweeted that out. That was cool. I don't know. It's a good thing I got sick the other day and stayed home from work because I was. Sitting in bed with a laptop and and just typed you out. Priority straight. That's good. <laughs> it was a, it was a feverish uh, bout of writing. So um, yeah, I'm glad glad you liked it. Yeah. I think uh, I think Colin has a uh, video we're going to post to the front page soon. Probably by the time people are listening to this. <laughs> so, yes. ho- hopefully, unless something terrible happens to the video um or the audio yeah we've <laughs> our audio I don't have that shot anymore Space what happened to that shot <laughs> but we got a lot of really cool i say we at uh, colin got a lot of really cool uh footage from uh from e3 oh, yeah, it's very cool it's a it's a pretty neat video a lot of interesting looks around the convention center or maybe one or two secrets buried in the video. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but anyway, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing beats the the Claude look towards. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually really disappointed that I didn't hear the <laughs> oh from the Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. So that is actually, I think it is. It's that is still set to private on our YouTube channel. Oh, we've got to, <laughs> we've got to release it. It's it's the best thing. It's the best. <laughs> We'll have, we'll have to wait until Claude has his back turned, and then we can we can release that to the masses. <laughs> but uh, you guys got anything else you uh, you wanted to talk about before we wrap things up? Uh, I don't know. I think that covers a, a lot. That was a lot of stuff. Yeah. You guys know of any like motion based uh, castle defense games? Oh yeah. <laughs> No, sorry. Because I hear I Phoenix was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of dead in the water, but not a lot of community support. <laughs> All right, well, cool story, Graham. <laughs> but I think that'll uh, that'll do it for this episode of PBO. the Starside Lounge, the official podcast of <laughs> Destiny.Bungie.org. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you got this far, if you've already turned the <laughs> podcast off... Well, I'm not going to thank you, but you're not going to hear me, so it's not going to matter anyway. Um, you, we are we are on iTunes now, so you can you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we also have a fancy page uh, on our website where you can download the MP3s or watch them on YouTube. Yeah, um, don't forget to uh, rate the podcast too on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, you should leave us a. A rating, five stars, six stars, however many stars they they let you. It's too bad we couldn't do yeah. seven. You know, I'll have to talk to Apple about that. 
we'll, we'll get that fixed. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, if you uh, want to talk about anything you heard on this podcast, you know, we'd love to get your feedback on the forums. You can uh, just talk directly to the screen. Yeah, the yeah. It's, just going. it's like you're there. Out loud. Uh, I have a buddy that works for the NSA, and he'll relay it <laughs> to me. And we'll uh, we'll get right on that and improve Thanks, for episode three of the podcast. Uh, but anyway, that'll do it for episode two. Thanks for listening. Bye.